Hello, my friend. Welcome to this episode of the Free Your Energy podcast. There's been a lot on my mind and I want to share with you. I want to open up here. I want to be vulnerable with you. I grew up in a home where there were two alcoholic parents. And in my home, there was quite a bit of confusion. I was confused because I often felt like I had four parents, to be honest with you. I had the sober version of my parents, and then I had the drunk version. There were times when, like, I just remember being in a lot of fear. I remember as a young boy being in a lot of fear because I wasn't sure who I I was about to deal with that day. That's just the truth. I didn't know who I was going to deal with that day. I didn't know if I was going to be dealing with, you know, my dad's temperament, his his anger, his 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 short fuse. I didn't know if I was going to be dealing with my mother's like coldness, her her lack of love, her lack of warmth. I really was never sure of who they were going to be. So when the time came for me to drink in high school, the very first time that I was offered alcohol, I instinctively said no, just because I associated alcohol with their behavior and with that fear that I used to experience. So my initial reaction was no, like absolutely not. When I got to college, I went to uh, Northern Illinois University. And when I got to college, I just noticed everyone was drinking. I mean, it was it was insane. Like in high school, I was a little shielded from it, I think, because I was so focused on sports. I was an introvert. I still am. And um, I just didn't really care to hang out. I didn't really go to parties. And the people I did hang out with, they didn't drink in high school. I, I remember going to, you know, friends get togethers or it'd be a group of us and uh, no one drank. So I was in a group, I like I was in a group of people with like some of the top performing athletes and like cheerleaders, like the very like the AP intelligent kids, the smart kids. Like I was definitely in, in, in high school, my my sophomore, excuse me, my junior and senior year, I was definitely in the the in crowd, as they say. And I think I was a pretty popular guy too. Um, you know, just from playing athletics and just having the personality I have, I just you know, I don't. I can't say that I always fit in, but people were always curious about me, and people were always curious to have conversation with me, and you know, to have me around. So I would say that I was definitely a popular person in high school. I get to college. Uh, I would say that I still was a popular person. I knew a lot of people. Uh, I talked to a bunch of people. I mean, I, I still consider myself to be an introvert, but I had the the skill set, you know, to be extroverted, to chat with people, to get to know people. I had the I had the skill set. So. But as I started going to parties in college, man, I just really started to notice like people would get drunk. But it was different because I would notice that people were drinking in college, but they weren't turning into what my parents were turning into. They were just partying, you know, um, turning up, as you say, having a good time, having a party enjoying the party. So my association with alcohol began to change a little bit there. I began to notice, you know, I began to notice um, you know, I began to notice how people change. They, 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 it, I began to notice 
the different association with alcohol and the different behaviors versus before when I saw alcohol, it was just, you know, the, the outcomes were bad. So I, I told myself, oh, I'm not going to drink. I'm good. I'm good. I'll pass. And then um, what ended up happening was one of the New Year's celebrations came around. I think I was 21 or 22, one of those ages. And, um, you know, I was with a, with a friend, a really good friend of mine. And he's like, hey, he's like, I'm about to have this New Year's party. You should come through. It's going to be in the house. It's going to be safe. We have a backyard. You know, it'll be a good environment. So I'm like, okay, of course, I'll go. So I end up going. That's when I that's when I had my first drink. I had my very first drink at that New Year's party in uh, Carroll Stream, Illinois. And I just remember, I, I vividly remember how hot my body became. My body was so hot that day. Uh, now, if you don't know anything about Illinois in January, it's cold. It's cold outside. I just remember being in that house asking myself, why is my body so hot? Why am I heating up like this? Why is it so hot? And, um, you know, that's one of the consequences of alcohol. <laughs> You'll end up asking yourself questions like that. So um, I ended up being fine. I didn't, I didn't throw up. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a bad time with it. I just remember asking myself why I was so hot. Then the very next day when I woke up, like my head was pounding. I had a headache. Of course, I was dehydrated. Uh, so I think the next morning, you know, it was college. So we didn't have any money. I think we got like some Taco Bell or I don't I don't I don't remember specifically what we did, but we got some type of food, some type of hydration. And I just remember feeling like, oh, man, that, that was not very fun. Like, yeah, I def definitely had fun last night with everybody uh, for the New Year's Eve party. It was great. But the way that my body was talking to me, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. And so I didn't really drink again. I didn't really drink again. Um, and then what ended up happening was I started dating this girl and she wanted to go. I mean, she was always, always down for a party. So she was always at a party. And then one of my best friends from the football team, he always wanted to go to parties. So just as a consequence of hanging around these two, I caught myself at parties more. And finally, I said, OK, you know what? I'll I'll start drinking. So the initiation process for me and alcohol began in college. And then we're drinking Four Locos. We're drinking Skull Vodka. We're drinking Jungle Juice with who knows what type of alcohol. We're drinking freaking I, I never really liked beer, but um you know it, it, it just the the entry point when you're in college to alcohol is such a low quality low level experience you know you don't be at least in my experience you're not really introduced to let's say craft beers you're not introduced to high quality cocktails you're not really introduced to the to wine like I didn't have wine until maybe four or five years after the very first time I touched alcohol. 
You know, you're not really introduced to wine. The entry point is four locos, slam shots. Oh, we I used to do uh, the one with the uh, peppermint uh, gold slogger, I think it was called. With gold slogger shots, shots were really popular at the time. And then there was another type of shot, very popular. Uh, it had like allegedly had deer blood in it. I think it was called a Jaeger bomb, like a Jaegermeister or something of that nature. And um, saying all this right now is actually super disgusting to me. It's like actually making my my stomach get kind of queasy. And then there was another thing. I used to take uh, Southern Comfort Soco. And I used to drink Soko out the bottle when I first started drinking. Like, who does that? What the hell? And um, yeah, so long story short, I ended up drinking, you know, uh, in college. I can't say that I enjoyed it. It really was a, I'm going to do this because other people are doing it. You know, this is the culture. This is the environment. This is, this is what it is. I never felt like I had a problem. I never felt like I was an alcoholic. I never felt like it was, um, you know, something I even needed. It really was a quote unquote social thing, as people say. I'm a social drinker, quote unquote. As I got into the workforce, um, I actually became a club promoter while I was working at Verizon. So this would have been circa, let's see, I started in Verizon June 2010. I left Verizon December 2013. So I think I started club promoting like that summer or that fall as a side gig, a side opportunity. And um, me and and my friend Dre, you know, we, we set up our own little club promotion company uh, under Mike. Um, Mike Duwaji, he, he, he owned a club promotion company in Chicago. So we just set one up under him, you know, we set up our, our passwords and everything under him and he took care of everything. So, because my whole thing was, look, I want, I'm a young guy, I'm a single, I want to get in the club, but I don't want to pay. <laughs> that was my whole thing. So when I found, found out we could be, you could just become a promoter. I was like, oh yes, yeah, that's, that's a no brainer. All these people I know from college and high school who are of, you know, they're 21, 22, 23, just like me. They want to party. They want to hang out. Like, psh, let me get in there and get paid to be in there. That was my mindset. You know, a true, true entrepreneurship mindset. So when we get in there, then I got introduced to uh, vodka cranberry. I can't even tell you how many vodka cranberries I had. Like, I couldn't even tell you. And then I found out about like Grey Goose and Belvedere. And I was like, oh, this is great. There's like a high level vodka. Again, my entry point to drinking alcohol was Skull Vodka. <laughs> so when I get out of college and I get in the clubs and I'm wearing a shirt and tie and they're like, oh, yeah, you should get Belvedere because it's nicer. I'm like, oh, yeah, give me the Belvedere, please. Um, so then I got into... Um, yeah, the the cranberry vodka cran, I think they used to call it. And then there was another one called, I mean, this this drink was brutal. I can't even think of the name of it, but it was four alcohols. It was, um, oh, Long Island iced tea. I got into the Long Island iced tea and you really only needed one of those. You drink one of those, you're like, you're good to go. You don't need any more alcohol past a long island iced tea like you drink that one cup that's enough 
So, you know, the truth is, and I'm going to be very honest with you. There's a reason why I'm telling you this. The truth is, when I look back on my life, there's a few incidents that I don't like. I'm not going to say that I have shame. I'm not even going to say that I have regret. But I am going to say that with the consciousness that I operate at now, if I was able to coach or teach or give light to past versions of myself, I will go back to those versions of myself under the influence of alcohol and even before choosing alcohol. And I would I would offer. I would offer sobriety. I would offer sobriety and I would say, hey. Are you are you drinking because. First of all, I wouldn't even say that I would say, why are you choosing to drink alcohol? Why are you choosing to drink alcohol? And I'm going to ask you this, too. I want to know, why are you choosing to drink alcohol? And I'm not asking this to shame anybody, to put anyone down. I'm simply trying to gain an understanding and trying to help you gain an understanding. Because I had to ask myself this. Why are you drinking alcohol? Hmm. Some of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my life have been under the influence of alcohol. Some of the most pain that I've ever inflicted on another human being has been under the influence of alcohol. Raise your hand if those two sentences also hold true for you. So let's not use shame. Let's not beat ourselves down. Let's not beat ourselves up here. Let's just be honest. How many of our worst moments have came under the influence of alcohol? Be honest. I can tell you without any shame, I can tell you with complete honesty and vulnerability. No, I'm not an alcoholic. Never have been. But some of my worst moments have happened under the influence of alcohol. I can tell you right now that being drunk is not something that inspires me. I've been drunk before. I've gotten people drunk. I used to be a club promoter. I've gotten people drunk. In this present consciousness, being drunk is not something that inspires me. It's not something that motivates me. It's not something that I want. I have no desire to be drunk. Today is day number 83 of total sobriety from alcohol. I wanted to wait until I hit 100 days to share this with with anyone, really, to share with social media, the podcast. I was so proud of myself today. I was so happy today when I woke up and I recognized where my relationship is present day with alcohol. I don't feel like I need it. I don't feel like I want it. Again, I feel like I've never, I never feel like I was never an alcoholic. I feel like I had a, a healthy relationship with alcohol, just like, uh, you know, a social drinker. I would drink with other people. But today I'm very proud of myself. I'm 83 days sober from alcohol. And 
I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't know if I'm ever going to drink again. I don't know if I'm sober curious. I'm not sure if I'm going to be completely dry and sober from alcohol for the rest of my life. I haven't really got that far in my plan to to dictate what is going to be. I just know that in this moment, as you hear me today, I am 83 days sober from alcohol, and I'm very proud of that. I feel like some people, excuse me, I feel like if I could go back and help my parents or talk to my parents from the consciousness I have today, I would tell them that the alcohol is the number one thing that they have to get rid of in order to drastically change their life, to maybe save their marriage, to prevent decades of pain to their kids, to prevent uh, to potentially create a framework of safety and healing in their home, I would tell them that they have to give up the alcohol. This is, if I could go back and talk to my parents with the consciousness I have today, if I could go back to 1992 and 93 and 94 and 95, I would tell them, you have to put the bottle down. You have to stop dealing with your problems with alcohol. I would tell them that alcohol is shrinking them and is making them small. It's, it's, I would tell them that it's triggering their anger and their shame. I don't know if it will help. You know, their, their story's already written. But you listening to this, your story is not already written. Your story is still being written as we speak. And so is mine. Again, I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know what, what label makes sense for the future. I can't promise. I can't promise anything right now. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm learning. I'm curious. I'm asking the questions. But in this day today, I can tell you that I'm 83 days sober from alcohol. I can't see myself going back. I can't see it. I feel like my mind is too clear. I feel like my, 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 my body is lighter. I feel like my sleep is better. I feel like my anxiety doesn't exist. I feel like I'm not easily triggered. I feel happy. I feel motivated. I feel inspired. The purpose of this podcast today was for me to open up with you and to share uh, and to build a deeper connection with you. I've been really enjoying the, the podcast journey and I recognize that we have to open up and we have to be honest and we have to share and we have to be vulnerable. And this is the only way we can connect. I assume that any person listening to this podcast wants that type of connection the same way I do. That's why I started this. So we could learn how to genuinely connect with ourselves as well as others. So I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, not just this episode, but all of them. I just really want to thank you. And I hope that I can continue to serve you in the future. I'm going to be announcing this soon uh, on social media, but. You know, my podcast people, you got to hear you got to hear this first. I am going to reopen 
actually they're open right now, the doors to my Build Your Boundaries course. There will be two live calls with the course. This is this is my most popular course, and it's not it's not even close. People love this course. When you sign up for the course, you get 32 modules. And so when you hear the word module, what I want you to think is video, uh, video with instructions, you know. So you're going to get 32 pre-recorded modules. The reason I like those is because you get to go at your own pace. You know, if you're the type of person who you say, hey, I want to get this program and just go through it all in one weekend, you can do that. And I think you should have that that flexibility. I like that. Personally, that's kind of the way I am. I would like to go through it all. But then sometimes, because let's just be honest, we're all doing a lot. Life is busy. Micro learning might be better. So maybe 10 minutes a day or, you know, 30 minutes every Monday, you know. So the way I like it, the way I like to do my courses is have some pre-recorded content for you that gives you, you know, a step by step how to build boundaries. But what I recognize is when I first put the courses out with that, I recognized I wasn't able to have like that live connection, like that live interaction. And I, I think that that is so important. So now what I do is I do a, a hybrid for all of my courses. I release the course. The course will, will have recorded content for you so you can go at your own pace. That's also so when you buy the course, you could dive in right away. Plus, we do live meetings. I love doing live meetings because, again, that creates that community, that creates that that closeness, that togetherness, that that realness. Like that's what I personally love. So as of today, I open the doors to the Build Your Boundary course. The investment is one ninety seven. What you're going to get is you get those 30 plus modules that will teach you step by step how to build boundaries. Plus, you get the bonus emails. So what that is, is for the next 30 days, you will get an email from me every single day. And the emails, all they do is offer more support. So you got to think about it like this. You'll get the videos to watch and listen. You don't have to watch them. You could just listen to them if you want. So you, you're going to hear it, but then you get the, the email. So then you can read it. See, that's I like teaching that way so everybody can learn because some people need to hear things. Some people need to see things. Some people need to do things. So you're going to get the videos. Plus, you get the emails. Plus, you'll get two. You're going to get two live calls with me. And the live calls with me are only for the people who are in the program. And what's the purpose of the live calls? Okay, so let's say you watch a video and you're like, hmm, okay, I like that. But what if? Okay, so where does the what if go? The what if needs to come to me. So that I like that because then people ask me questions. They say, well, Sylvester, okay, you said X, Y, Z, but what if X, Y, Z plus A, B, C? <laughs> well, then it's like, okay, well, hmm, that's a good question. Let me let me answer that question. And I like that the live calls create that community where we can can talk through the material, where we can answer questions, where we could dive in even deeper but together, because the thing about it is a lot of us have the same questions. And sometimes sometimes another person will ask a question that will bring more clarity to your life or to, to your situation. And that's why I love the community aspect. So the Build Your Boundaries course is back open right now. The live calls are going to be July 18th 
Sunday, and then July 25th, Sunday. They're going to be at 10 a.m. PST. If for some reason you can't make that, they're going to be recorded, and then they'll be added to the content that you can get, that you can uh, get on demand. How to get it? Go to buildyourboundaries.net. Register. You get signed up right there. Uh, The one-time fee, like I said, of $197, one-time investment. I'm super excited about this. This course is not only is it one of the most popular, it's also one of my favorite. One of the here, let me tell you before we go. One of my favorite lessons is called uh, create a nurturing inner voice. And when I listen to people talk, they don't most people don't really talk kindly about themselves. If you if you listen and maybe you're guilty of this. So I'll try to share with you right now before we go. One of the best things we can do for ourselves is is be kind. If you if you go back and listen to that whole monologue I gave you about the alcohol, about even the mistakes I made, I never beat myself up. I never put myself down. I didn't say things like, oh, Sylvester, you're a fucking idiot for causing somebody pain when you were under the influence of alcohol. I didn't say that. I didn't have that tone. Even even just me saying that now brought me into a lower vibration. Why is that? Because the way you talk to yourself creates energy. It creates energy. The way you talk to yourself creates your attachment to certain stories, to certain ideas. So the question you have to ask yourself all the time is, what language am I using when I talk to myself? What tone am I using? What energy am I using? What is the purpose of how I'm talking to myself? What is the consequence of how I'm talking to myself? This must you 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 have to always ask this. Because there's nothing like a nurturing inner voice. You can do this. You got this. You're good enough. You're worthy. Let's figure it out. Let's ask questions. It's okay if you don't know. Let's start today. You have more than enough. See that that all of that is a nurturing inner voice. And I can do this instinctively because I've practiced this for a decade now. If you cannot instinctively do a nurturing inner voice, first of all, take the practice that I just gave you, the words that I just gave you. Secondly, try your best today to bring into your consciousness that you have the ability to access a nurturing inner voice right now. And third, come to the Build Your Boundaries program. Come in it. Buildyourboundaries.net. I'm going to teach you how to have a nurturing inner voice. Because when we're talking about setting boundaries, whether we're setting boundaries with alcohol, we're setting boundaries with people who drink alcohol too much, setting boundaries with ourselves so we can get better at saving money, setting boundaries in our relationships so we can have safer, healthier, happier relationships, setting boundaries within ourselves so we stop eating all the cookies, setting boundaries with ourselves so we can actually go to bed on time and stop feeling drained. Setting boundaries with ourselves because we allow our partners or our mother or our father to be too far into our relationships, to be taken from. It starts with having a nurturing inner voice. If you're using the opposite of that, if you're using the opposite of a nurturing inner voice, then you're probably going to be using shame, fear, guilt, anger, resentment. None of that. None of that helps. That's not our target. Our target 
is to use a nurturing inner voice. Love is the highest vibration. So if your voice, if your inner voice is the vibration of love, what will your external life be? Your external life will flow based on the vibration that you are right now. So if your vibration is, I hate myself, I hate my life, I hate, I hate all the things that I've done, what are you attracting? You're attracting more hate. But if you right now in this second, for the rest of the day, choose a nurturing inner voice, regardless of what has happened, you are tapping into the vibration of love. Now, the rest of your experience today is going to match or align with or at least try to align with that, with the vibration of love. And as a consequence of that, the vibrations that do not align with love, they will feel awkward. They will feel out of place and you will reject those. You will, you will naturally begin to reject those. Thank you for making space for me today, for me to share honestly and vulnerably, uh, for me to share what day 83 has, has meant for me. I am so proud of myself and I am so happy to make it 83 days sober. I am not comparing my journey to anyone else. I'm just so proud today of where I'm at. And I thank you so much for giving me the space to share that with you. So much. I thank you. I'm so thankful. If you're joining me in the Build Your Boundaries program, I, the doors just open. Buildyourboundaries.net. Get registered today. I can't wait to jam with you on the 25th and on the 18th of July. I hope you continue to free your energy.